Coming out of their bye week, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are looking to expand their hold on the NFC South division lead. While the talk around the Cleveland Browns is mostly focused around a player, a quarterback that's not even going to be dressing up this weekend, but there's got to be more to the Cleveland Browns. So we're going to dive into this Bucks versus Browns matchup right now on Crossover Thursday. Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Locked On Bucks and the Locked On Browns podcast, both of us part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day we are your daily podcast covering the tampa bay buccaneers and the cleveland browns and we're free and available on all platforms including youtube and of course we thank you for making us your first listen or your first view of the day i am david harrison covering the tampa bay buccaneers for bucksgameday.com previewing this weekend's game with jeff lloyd host of the locked on browns podcast make sure you're following jeff on twitter at jeff underscore lj underscore lloyd and you can find me at d harrison 82 of course today's crossover episode is brought to you by prize picks Daily Fantasy Made Easy. You take two to five players, predict if they're going to score more or less than their prize picks projections, and you can win 10 times your money on every single entry. First-time users, you get a 100% deposit match when you use the promo code Locked On. So go to prizepicks.com or download the prize picks app and use the promo code Locked On. Jeff, the biggest story around the Cleveland Browns is Deshaun Watson, right? But Deshaun Watson's not playing. So for this game, before we get to Houston, what is the biggest story about the Cleveland Browns? There's, well, I mean, just quickly, I mean, we thought, you know, this was going to be two different seasons. Obviously, it was going to be the Jacoby Brissett season. It was going to be the Sean Watson season. Would they find a way to intertwine? Right now at three and seven, not really looking like that's going to be an opportunity here. So obviously, all eyes are to Sean Watson a week from now. But Jacoby Brissett has played really, really well. And it's, yeah. I think everyone is so surprised that this has gone the way it has. The offense, I think, has far exceeded expectations. Jacoby has been better than we thought. David Njoku for you know did miss some time, but showed worthy of the contract they gave him. Amari Cooper's done his thing. Donovan Peoples-Jones progressed. Nick Chubb was Nick Chubb. We all had a lot of confidence that the defense was going to be better. We really yeah. thought the defense was going to be better. And it's um, you know, rotating a lot of guys in, some of it due to injuries, some do it to guys just can't play. Um, they have three defensive tackles on this roster. I, I, I'd be hard-pressed to find homes on an NFL mm -hmm. roster for any of these guys. So they're getting killed on the interior. They're getting gashed. Um, so it's, it's been tough in that, you know, retrospect that, you know, it's, I think both units have basically, basically done a 180. It's what everybody thought they were going to do. Jacoby Brissett has been crazy impressive. Um, you know, I've always kind of like thought he was a nice player, but you see some things that maybe hold him back from being a full-time starter, slow, yeah. slow in his back pedal. Um, the release is slow. Granted, the accuracy is fantastic. Arm strength is there, you know, with, with, with some of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. There's a good ball. Um, but there's things that just hold them back. Um, and, and it's sad. And, you know, the Browns really played, you know, well on one side of the ball. They've really, really underperformed on another. And now basically everybody feels, you know, the season is pretty much close to over, which it is. And, you know, mm -hmm. what are we going to get from six games of Deshaun Watson, uh, you know, with Kevin Stefanski basically as a warm up for 2023? Um, so that's kind of the way it's gone. And, you know, obviously with you guys down in Tampa Bay, and interesting for anybody to remember, last time the Browns and Buccaneers played for the Browns, it was Nick Chubb's first start. Um, mm -hmm. Bucks won late. Uh, if member Baker Mayfield got a you know drew a you know a hit to the head 
Um, I think it was Whitehead who got him or whatever. It was a really actually good football game that day. Um, but, you know, Tampa, this, you know, obviously a lot of talk around Tom Brady. We don't want to get to, you know, anything off the field. Who has the time for that or whatever? I think his life's under a microscope of enough that it is. Um, but uh, the NFC South, obviously still very attainable with a lot of time still to go here, David. So yeah. what has been going on and been the biggest thing? And, you know, how can maybe Tampa maybe, you know, make a late run, which they've always kind of seemed to be able to do? Yeah, it's kind of nuts. I mean, I, you know, I don't know that anybody predicted the Buccaneers to be five and five at this point in the season coming off of their bye week, but that's where they stand. But they're still on top of the NFC South because suddenly uh, the NFC South, I've got, I've started calling them the, the NFC slouch. That's basically what this mm-hmm. division uh, has become. And and look, for, for a team like the Buccaneers, I said it in preseason. I said it early on in the season. I'll continue to say it. This is like the LeBron Lakers, right? And 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 people kind of hate this 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 mentality about pro sports, but it's all about getting to the tournament. Once you get into the tournament, that's when you really want to turn it on. The question, though, in, in football is things are much more connected, right? So are you going to have the chemistry? Are you going to have the playmakers kind of rolling at the right time to make that trip to the tournament worthwhile? And I think that's where this story that we're gonna we're coming into this week is all about the running back position and rookie Rashad White, who's starting to gain momentum and starting to take some snaps from the veteran Leonard Fournette. So last time we saw the Buccaneers, they're playing in Germany, hosting, quote unquote, the Seattle Seahawks. And White did, in fact, outtouch the veteran Leonard Fournette 22 to 15. But the question is, was that because of Rashad White or was that because of all the extenuating circumstances? Leonard Fournette had a passport issue that was not resolved until right before they flew to Germany. Like he almost missed the entire trip to Germany, uh, which means that, of course, they're going to prepare Rashad White to basically take starters reps. So even though Leonard was there, you kind of stick with the preparation, right? Fournette during the game suffered a hip injury, which has limited him in practice already uh, during the week and may very well keep him out of the game, possibly against Cleveland Browns, or at least uh, possibly looks like it's going to limit him. So even though White already has outtouched Fournette, there are some extenuating circumstances and Fournette still outsnapped White 48 to 22. Uh, or no, I'm sorry, White outsnapped Fournette 40-22, but you look at it, Fournette had 22 snaps, 15 touches, which means his usage rate is 68%, while White's usage rate, 46%. So there's some mixed language coming here from the way the Buccaneers are operating. If Leonard Fournette can't go, this is a prime opportunity for Rashad White to not only help his team win the game, but also maybe show the coaching staff and his teammates that he can be a back that is more leaned on as the season progresses. And we've seen with this Buccaneers squad, this coaching staff specifically, and this quarterback, Tom Brady, they are willing to switch running backs late in the season if they need to, if they think it's what's best for their team, because that is how you got the rise of playoff Lenny and Lombardi Lenny. A lot of people forget in 2020, he wasn't the starter. In fact, a healthy scratch towards the later part of the season until he got his opportunity. He turned it on and he took over from there. Rashad White is getting the same opportunity. The question is, is he going to take advantage of it the way that Lenny did in 2020? Well, let me ask you this, just coming off of that, um, you know, receivers are plenty. You know, Tom, the play, um, when we're talking about, I guess you just said it was 37 carries. Granted, it was a close game and he kind of got to grind it out there. But, um, you know, is it been kind of run heavy due to ineffectiveness through the passing game? Or is it just the better option right now? That's my question as far as that, David. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it comes down to, and I've kind of said this before, that I don't feel that the the trust between Tom Brady and the offensive line is where you want it to be. And I think Byron Leftwich also knows that. So, the trust in the play caller in the offensive line isn't necessarily there. So you're not seeing as many deep shots. You're not seeing as much of a dedication to the passing game. You're seeing much more of a short game and a lot more runs. And to 
the angst of a lot of Buccaneers fans. You're seeing a lot of first down runs. And then, of course, we know that, you know, that thing goes for a loss or a one, maybe two yard gain. Now you're kind of behind the sticks. You're off schedule. And then you kind of have to get into a situation where you're facing some third and longs. Seattle was a little bit better. The end of the game against the Los Angeles Rams was a little bit better. And you saw not only White, but you saw also Kate Otten uh, get involved there. Scotty Miller has kind of had a little bit of a resurgence coming into the bye week. So, again, you're kind of looking. You know Mike Evans is great. Chris Godwin is obviously super talented. Cameron Braid has been a steady presence for uh, the Buccaneers. But can these young guys continue to elevate their games and help the veterans uh, and force defenses like the Cleveland Browns uh, to spread out their their assignments and really kind of play the entire field, the entire formation? But my question really about the Cleveland Browns, though, is, and you kind of touched on this already, like is there something they're playing for this season? Because you know how fans get, and a lot of times fans would rather see you lose, 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 get a better draft pick versus bring in Deshaun Watson and get rolling towards the end of the year and play yourself out of the top 10 or top 12. Where where do the Browns kind of stand right now? I, I think it's it's tough, obviously. And, you know, look, I mean, 10 and 7, it's still on the table. You know, odds of it, come on, stop. Um, but you – you have this shiny toy and, you know, obviously, you know, it comes with a price. It comes with a little bit of a black eye for some fans, you know, there's some fans and actually some people who you know did content, did coverage. They left, haven't come back. You know, it was just a tough pill to swallow. And it was also, and for me at the beginning, when it first happened was like, if you're excited, I get it. If you're indifferent, I get it. If you're aggravated, I get it. But they think they have one of the top gunslingers in the game. They have not had this, since they returned in 99, certainly struggled to ever truly have it. Bernie was a legend, and Bernie was a good quarterback at times. But Deshaun Watson, you know, the second he takes his – is should be the best quarterback that ever played for this franchise in, in whatever history you want to put on it. Um, does it happen? Does it happen right away? You know, God forbid, does it ever happen at all? I mean, there's a lot of mental weight I think he carries coming back, um, you know, Every athlete knows or anybody who knows in a, you know, a situation where you're basically giving over money, you know it's an admission of guilt somehow, some way. Nobody's going to feel different. But, you know, if you're just a straight football fan, you know, I've been waiting my whole life for this for this team, you know, and you think Amari Cooper's going to be a good guy. There's a way for the Browns to keep him for a very cheap number next year. Donovan Peoples-Jones, he will be um, a $1 million player next year. He's sniffing the door for a 1,000-yard season. David Njoku, you got Nick Chubb. Um, you understand there's gonna be a lot of work on the defense, but you got to be, you know, fired up about this. You know, I mean, it's been a long, long wait. And I think the Brown season, when the suspension went from six games to 11, everybody realized that that was probably a doomsday maybe for this season. If everything yeah. didn't really go right, playing with a second string quarterback, having the defense fell apart like it did. But I think everybody's kind of jacked up because these last six games, Houston, Washington, New Orleans, Baltimore at home, they always play the Bengals well. They go to Cincinnati and at Pittsburgh. They conceivably go on a five, and no playoffs would stink. But I think if everybody walked out of this five and one, six and zero, oh, and he looks like what he's supposed to look like, mm-hmm. then I think everybody's going to be pretty fired up throughout the offseason. All right. So the Browns certainly hoping that Deshaun Watson's going to come in and give them some help in writing uh, the ship and everything that's going there. But again, he's not going to be here for this game. So we're going to talk about the guys who will be on the field for this game in our key matchups coming up. But first, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp Therapy Online. When I talk about some of the biggest moments in my life, Jeff, that I've had to adjust and kind of get things back to normal, nothing stands out to me than coming home from Afghanistan. My wife and I look back at it and we laugh about it now. But the truth is I was so uncomfortable coming back to what most people would refer to as a normal life that I was asking permission to get glasses of water in my own home. That is 
next level uncomfortability, right? Fortunately, we were able to get past that, and eventually things did become normal again, but it didn't come without some help because life doesn't come with a user manual, and everyone deals with stresses in different ways. Sometimes we need help, and better help is the best way to get it right now. Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills, which makes therapy the closest thing to a guided tour of the complex engine called you. BetterHelp has connected over 3 million people with licensed therapists. It's convenient, secure, and the best part is, is it's accessible anywhere, 100% online. You just fill out a brief questionnaire, match with the therapist, and you know what? If things aren't clicking with you and that therapist, you can easily switch anytime you want. It couldn't be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, and no endless search for the right therapist. Get unstuck with BetterHelp. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash locked on. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash locked on all right guys jeff and i are going to identify the key matchups that are going to decide who comes out on top this weekend and of course we thank you for joining us in that discussion by making us your first listen every single day make sure you're also checking out locked on sports today the biggest game the biggest stories go behind the scenes with the local experts that only locked on can provide available on youtube or wherever you get podcasts jeff so again Deshaun Watson, as much as everybody's got their eyes on him, he's not going to be on the field in Cleveland here in week 12, but there are going to be some guys. Nick Chubb obviously is going to be one of the bigger names, but is that Nick Chubb contest against the the, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense the biggest matchup for you in this game? You're muted, Jeff. The Nick Chubb situation is certainly up there because it struggled the last two weeks. Um, You know, we're not really – familiar with that you know normally the cry is to get nick more involved um the browns will uh be on a their third center this sunday um evan harris was supposed to be the center blew out his knee first reps of preseason uh ethan posick an absolute revelation an absolute revelation revelation suffers a knee injury last week uh holode froho will be the starter at center He's played some at guard. He filled in for Wyatt Taylor. He's been pretty good on the interior. Um, but the run games to get going, or they just need to kind of abandon it early because mm-hmm. they've been trying to force it. And it's not, you know, if it's not there, just, you know, we have enough confidence that Jacoby Brissett in the passing game. So maybe try to loosen things up that way. But for the Browns, week in, week out, and for Lockdown Browns listeners, I'm sorry. And we appreciate you all for being with us here on Crossover Thursday. Obviously, big week. Um, you know, Thanksgiving week, uh, of course, David, to you. Oh my God. Thank you. Uh, of course, obviously for the service you provided. Um, but it's on the defensive side of the ball. There's it's, it it hurts because you got some really good players, but the things you're hearing and, you know, I know there's fans not trying to say, Oh, well, they're calling out the coaching. They're calling out some of the players, but they're kind of calling out everybody. Um, there's guys just not getting it done. There are, you know, the, the run fits are, are deplorable. Um, there's players, you know, linebacker safeties, that they look like they're not playing very well because you have defensive tackles getting driven four and five yards off the ball. So that's disrupting paths to the ball. You know, the pursuit angles that they're supposed to have in rotation as far as following the ball carrier, it's a mess. So, I mean, some people want to play this, you know, coaches probably want to say, hey, it's the players. Players probably want to say, hey, it's a scheme, but it's a perfect marriage of the both. You've had some impressive things on the. I think the coverage has been really good, even though they're giving up a lot of points. Martin Emerson, um, he'll be somebody out there, probably on Mike Evans. He's got the biggest size. He's got the longest length. Um, mm-hmm. So that might be the matchup. And Martin Emerson has been a really big bright spot for him on the defensive side of the ball. But this is a team, as you as we talked about, like to run the ball. They're kind of leaning on the run game a little bit more than maybe you've seen a Tom Brady team have to do. 
But again, like you said, it doesn't take much to get yourself back to the top here in the NFC South. Um, teams have been running all over the Browns, and it, it's rough to see week in, week out. James Cook last week, Dalvin's little brother, career highs. Guess what? I've seen about three or four running backs have their career highs this year mm-hmm. in rushing yards against Cleveland Browns. It's frustrating. It's annoying, um, but it's a problem that's not going away. They just they they can't stop it, and until they do, I, I still won't believe they probably can. Yeah, and I mean, you bring up a good point because that's my key matchup for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win here is the Buccaneers running backs against the Browns front front seven. So to add on to what you just said about the Browns struggles on the defensive front, they're 23rd in rushing yards per game, 28th uh, or 23rd in rushing yards per play, 28th in rushing yards per game. So obviously not good there. And I was going to ask you, is that, are those stats indicative of what we're seeing in Cleveland? And obviously uh, they are, but not only do the Buccaneers like to get their running backs uh, involved in the running game, it's classic Tom Brady. They also like to get them going uh, in the passing game. Again, Leonard Fournette, if he's able to go, in this game is currently second in targets for all running backs between the numbers behind the line of scrimmage to uh to the to the line of scrimmage and then first in running back targets when you're talking about zero to ten yards again uh between the between the numbers there um with 20 of those Rashad White also has 13 targets despite the fact that he really hasn't had the biggest uh workload so specifically the the Buccaneers like to run because they want to try to get that established and again try to dominate the line of scrimmage which obviously helps the passing game but also everybody knows Tom Brady, he he dislikes pressure the most where? Up the middle. I think most quarterbacks are pretty much the same, but Tom Brady is a statue back there, so he really hates pressure up the middle. So that's why you see so many targets going to running backs over the middle because they're trying to throw over that blitz, which if it's effective, then forces you to kind of bite back a little bit on your own aggressiveness. So, Jeff, do you think that is kind of the blueprint here for the Buccaneers offense to try to combat the Cleveland Browns defense is pound the middle, but then when they do bring that early pressure to leak out, a running back over the middle like they've done so much already? No, you've kind of got the right recipe because basically it's a team that has mismatched problems against running backs. Um, Jeremiah Wusukormoa is a great player. If you're going to take, you know, basically backs, put him out in space, guy has that type of ability um, because he's not a true linebacker yet, true run fits. And this really probably isn't his fault. I don't think they're trying to play him that way. I think he's more of a see ball, go get ball type of guy. But that requires great discipline and guys to at least be able to, if your job is to, hey, absorb a double team, absorb the double team. But they can't do that. So therefore, you know, the, you know, they get start getting pushed back. It disrupts angles. It's, it's been an issue in that front. I will think that the Browns are going to probably go, um, and they've been trying to do this in any passing situation, NASCAR heavy. And this is something I certainly think would be the case with Tom. Um, but they're also intelligent, these guys, even the younger guys, Isaiah Thomas, Alex Wright. They're intelligent enough to get their hands in the air. And, you know, they picked up on that from Jadavian Clowney. He's always been pretty good at that. So they know not to get home. So, I, you know, and knowing it's Tom and you can say, hey, you know, hey, maybe he can beat one of our weak defensive tackles who aren't very good. But, you know, any edge player who's in their 20s now, they obviously have a significant advantage in being able to chase down a guy like Tom Brady, who's not looking to be mobile anyway. So it's, you know, if it if you can't stop the run, it's probably not going to mean a hill of beans. Um, and they do seem to play tough. You get to that mid part of the second quarter, and it seems like once the Browns relinquish the lead or it's high, what all of a sudden that defense it, it just like almost gets like like pause speeded down to like you know and like they don't play as well they're not as aggressive the hitting it's not as physical so I mean all things to watch for but I mean I think everybody kind of knows the drill with Tom um the question is is you know if Tom is even seventy five percent of Tom from the past. He's going to get you. It's just the way it is. It's what makes you as good and great as he is. 
Yeah, certainly going to be hard to fool Tom Brady. He's seen every defense, and, and people are still trying to invent new ways uh, to attack him. So will the Cleveland Browns be able to pull off the upset or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going to get their sixth win of the season, advance to 6-5 and five on the year? Uh, Jeff and I are going to weigh in on that very question here fairly soon. Today's episode, this crossover episode on the Locked On Podcast Network, brought to you in part by friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for your sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer to esports. They've got it all at BetOnline.net. And, of course, if you love sports podcasts, which you probably do because you're listening to this one, you can find those at BetOnline as well. Following Week 11, Patrick Mahomes is the favorite to win the NFL MVP this year, while former Alabama quarterbacks Tua Tungabailoa and Jalen Hurts follow him as second and third, respectively. So young quarterbacks leading those charge right now in the season. BetOnline is always your fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. So head to the website today or use mobile device, mobile device to learn more at BetOnline, where the game starts. This crossover Thursday is also brought to you by Simply Safe. If you thought about securing your home with home security, but you've been putting it off, you're going to want to listen to this deal because right now, locked on listeners, you can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. Order that Simply Safe system for half off today. Enjoy advanced security and greater peace of mind this holiday season. You don't got to worry about porch pirates. Well, you still might have to, but at least you can catch them and you can report them and you know who they are. Personally, I travel a lot because of what we do for a living. I love the fact that I can check in on my home and my property with the Simply Safe app and all of my HD cameras surrounding my house. Simply Safe was named the best home security system of 2022 by U.S. News and World Report for a third year in a row. And in an emergency, they're 24 7 professional monitoring agents using Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe will capture critical evidence and verify the threat is real. So you can get a priority police response. You can get that for less than a dollar a day. So don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system I recommend because my family uses it. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on. That's their biggest discount of the year. So don't miss it. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL. There's no safe like Simply Safe. All right, it's prediction time here on this crossover Thursday. Locked on Browns, locked on Buccaneers. Jeff Lloyd, David Harrison coming at you here. Buccaneers are favored by three, according to our good friends at Bet Online. Jeff, who wins this game? Do the Browns cover? Do the Buccaneers cover? Who is coming away victorious in this one? Okay, I mean, just a quick update here. Um, early, and obviously, as everybody knows, uh, these crossover episodes, you know, come a little earlier in the week. Um, whether you're looking low to mid 50s um, with a ch- uh, pretty good chance yeah. of precipitation. So, you know, it kind of coincides with maybe what Dave and I have been talking about here. Um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers you know, running the ball. Uh, the Cleveland Browns running the ball, defending the run. Um, you know, certainly, you know, a throw here or two can make a difference in this, but you know, mm-hmm. as far as what you're going to play in Cleveland this time of year, you probably couldn't ask for a better matchup Do keep in mind. There was maybe a little field vandalism at yeah. first energy this week. So if we're calling for precipitation and we know maybe the field got jacked up a little bit, these are all, all things obviously to keep your eyes on. Um, yeah. so does anybody down- know where Baker Mayfield was when that went down? Uh, See, here's the thing, though. Like, you know, when you were uh, quick scenario, my brother once wrote my other brother's name on the carpet and crayon. Oh wow! My parents, my parents went right to him and said, "Why did you, you know?" Write? He's like, "No, no, no, he did it. it." It said Wayne. They're like, "No, he wouldn't be dumb enough to write his own name." Baker Mayfield probably would have written a B six in the middle of the field if it was him. Baker would have let everybody know he did that. 
but you know, for the Browns, they got to get back to running the football here. Um, they, you know, they lose their balance when they don't run the football here. Um, you're at home. Look, I really think this team wants to, you know, put Jacoby out because I with a win because I, I think they've really, really grown to like him. Um, he's really, really like it's weird for a guy to go into this for 11 games, you know, knowing he's not truly the guy, but act like the guy week in, week out, put all the onus on himself, mm-hmm. and he's done that. Um, again, it, it, it's Tampa and it's this time of year where, you know, you know, like, Hey, we can just cruise through, cruise through, cruise through. Okay, guys. Now it means everything. Um, mm. so they, they know the importance of this. Uh, I, I think the Browns, because they always do this. So like the Browns are at like two point something percentage to be in the playoffs. They'll do just enough to break everybody's heart and get a win here. And then maybe find a way to lose Deshaun Watson's first game. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I would say, you know, Tampa 24, 20 and in a scenario where, you know, a field goal comes late for Tampa because the Browns couldn't stop a running game. And I'm not really too concerned about Leonard Fournette missing this. I think the, the Buccaneers mm-hmm. are saying Leonard Fournette, when he is on the field, is going to get the ball. Yeah. We're not going to waste you on blitz pickup, this, that and the other thing. If you're on the field, you're getting the ball. Rookie, you're going to have to do some of the dirty work. So I, I think that's obviously it's just been the fear all season. It's been the scenario all season. Late, Brent gets away from the Browns because th- they have this big, big, huge weakness that they cannot t- contain the running game in any way whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, I think I think you're spot on. I think you're, you're going to see a lot of run game in this one. I think you're going to see a lot of Nick Chubb. You're going to see a lot of whoever the number one back is for the Buccaneers, whether it's Leonard Fournette and he can go or it's Rashad White with Leonard playing sparingly. Whoever it is, you're going to see a lot of ground game and. Bucks fans aren't going to be very happy about it, to be quite honest with you, unless it's going well, right? So uh, we'll see how that goes. Maybe some short passes. I do think that maybe Mike Evans, Chris Godwin get a little bit more involved uh, than we've seen in, in, in some recent times. But I think it's a close one. I think it's a fairly low scoring. You said 24-20. That's very interesting because I've got sitting right in front of me, I've got 23-21. So I'm right inside of your score prediction. Mm-hmm. And I do have the Buccaneers winning uh, a tight one. You know, I don't know how many people are going to be happy to see the Bucs who are supposed to be a quote-unquote Super Bowl favorite entering the season, uh, having such a narrow game against a, a team that's probably on the outside looking into the playoff scenario. But I think at the end of the day, what the team's going to come away and say is that sloppy conditions, tough team, always a tough place to play. If you've ever been to Cleveland for a football game, that is a tough environment to play in, no matter what the records uh, of the two teams are. So 23-21, the Buccaneers will take that win uh, no matter how. They get it. So recapping this one, Jeff, for the Buccaneers, the biggest story here is the emergence of a rookie running back. How much of an emergence is it really? How much of it is because Leonard Fournette is just having some issues getting on the field or potentially getting on the plane for a game in Germany. But that running back matchup against the Browns defense, their front seven is really going to be important, not just on the ground, but also in the passing game where we know that Tom Brady likes to uh, try to exploit matchups and overly aggressive teams that they do indeed come out in those NASCAR packages. I love that you dropped Isaiah Thomas because, I mean, you're a team expert, so I expect you to know the depth, guys. That's a name that not a lot of Buccaneers fans probably know. I'm actually going to talk a little bit about him on our final episode this week because I've got some stats that I want to throw at people. And Bucs fans, Isaiah Thomas may be a name that you hear on Sunday more than you probably would have thought you would have beforehand. And then finally, I've got the Browns covering the spread, but I do think the Buccaneers get their third straight win, expand their grip on the NFC South. Uh, and then Cleveland gets to turn their full attention to Sean Watson, who will then, of course, be on the field in Houston. Uh, and I guess what will be his revenge game, but first game in over two years, too. So who knows what we're going to see there? It's it, it's going to be exciting. But look, I, I'd like to still, you know, you want a puncher's chance. You know, you basically want to be told it's be told it's over when it's over. Um, it's going to be weird for the Browns because Deshaun Watson's going to play out. Uh, there's young receivers, Michael Bell. 
Uh, I'm sorry, David Bell, Michael Woods, Anthony Schwartz. Still, these guys haven't got much of an opportunity. I'm sure the Browns are want to get a look at them defensively. You know, reserves are going to get playing time. The Browns are going to make wholesale changes on that side of the ball. Um, it, it, and it's weird that we're at this point. You know, the way an NFL season goes, obviously for you, uh, where Tampa Bay is, obviously to where you know the Browns currently are. Um, but it, it, it's getting close to that. But you know, for the Browns, look, it, it was a year that. You know, I was going to be really, really difficult regardless. Um, they needed a lot of things to go their way. Obviously, it didn't happen. Um, but they're going to get to see their guy. The entire franchise is committed to it. I mean, you know, the, the, the lengths they went to to hopefully that this is going to be the thing. And I think we're to the point everybody wants to see it. Um, but there are a few of us who truly appreciate what Jacoby Brissett has done. Um, yeah. I would like to see him go out with another strong showing on Sunday because he's going to go on to something pretty good next year. He's going to go to a scenario where it's him and a young kid and – you know, maybe a two-year deal and some decent money, great completion percentage, only five interceptions through 10 games. He's really, really played. It's, it's been likable to watch, um, yeah. but he's sadly always going to be the guy where it's, you know, we, we understand, you know, we're hoping for who the guy is after him. And it's right. another case here. So, um, but it should be a good one Sunday. Um, you know, the Browns, it comes down to, you know, if they can keep it close for a half, we're going to get a nice competitive game over 60 minutes. Sometimes it always doesn't always go that way, though. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it should be a good game. And yeah, you're right. Jacoby Percet, one of the people in the National Football League that probably deserves more appreciation uh, than he gets. Always setting the table for the next guy. But that's very important to have that table set for that next guy. So for all of you out there, hopefully you enjoy the game. Locked on Buccaneers, locked on Browns. We, we appreciate all of you, of course, uh, for making us your first listener, your first view of the day. It's Thanksgiving. This episode is still dropping. We're still giving you content on Thanksgiving Day. So if you're listening or viewing on Thanksgiving, even if you're watching or, or listen to this thing after Thanksgiving. I'm sure that Jeff agrees. We're very thankful for all of you football fans, you crazy football fans, you loyal football fans out there for allowing us to be a part of your daily routines. And, and look, if you're listening to us or watching this while you're eating Thanksgiving dinner, slide a plate over in front of the screen. You never know what will happen. We'll greatly appreciate <laughs> you. For your next listen, make sure you check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest storylines, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only locked on can provide locked on sports today available on this app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. I have a feeling that Jeff is probably going to end up on that on, on locked on sports today. Once Deshaun Watson gets back on the field <laughs> for Jeff Lloyd, host of locked on Browns. I'm David Harrison, host of locked on bucks and writer for bucks game day.com. If you're out and about, please be safe. Be kind of one another. Enjoy the game this weekend. If you see us around, make sure you say hi to us. Enjoy your Thanksgiving weekend. Thank you for joining us on this crossover episode of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.